The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Happy Tuesday. It is Pure Opelka. It is the Blaze Radio Network, and my name is Mike Opelka. We are uh, busy today. And I, I don't know if it's good busy, busy or bad busy, but we are, in fact, busy, and there's a whole lot going on. There's, there's politics. There's intrigue. There are, there are questions to be answered. There's, there's much to be discussed. So write down the number, 888-900-3393-888-900-3393. We're in another countdown situation. That's right. We, we might need an audio countdown clock. So when we come back from break, you'd hear the robot say, one hour, 53 minutes and 20 seconds. Beep. Till Jeff Sessions' testimony begins. Well, I'll be surprised if it starts at 2 o'clock Eastern. There's usually a little bit of pomp and circumstance, and you got to get everybody in the room. And there's also a little bit of action going on in the Senate today. So uh, you need to keep your eyes out on that. Rand Paul is forcing some some action in the Senate today. And I think the vote that they've scheduled is very close to when the uh, testimony is supposed to begin. So this is interesting. Uh, I will see I will see if I can get the comment from Rand Paul today. But there is a little bit of activity going on. I'm happy to see that the GOP is finally getting things moving. I got a message yesterday from Senator Chris Coons. He wants to talk about health care. Hmm. Why does Chris Coons, my friend who's a Democrat, who's a neighbor, why does he want to talk about health care? I think, I think it's because the GOP is moving their health care bill quietly through the Senate, and they're not including any of the Democrats. Now, that's not exactly the gracious thing to do. Remember, it was done to the Republicans. Remember, the room where all the negotiations were being handled was closed to all Republicans. At the time, Fox News even ran a, a camera that was going uh, pointed straight at the door where the 
where the Democrats were meeting and crafting their bill and not a single Republican was inside. And Fox ran just uh, a split screen or a, a picture with that in the corner. And now the GOP's doing it back to the Democrats. I don't, I don't think that's the right way to go about it. I don't think that's the way you're going to actually get your bill done unless you know something that we don't. But the, the Democrats are going to mess with you. So Chris Coons wants to talk about health care. It might happen today. It might happen tomorrow. I suspect it's going to come down tomorrow. But I, I think he's waiting to see if we get a congressional budget office scoring on the bill. Because we haven't seen the bill. Nobody's seen the bill. Well, I'm sure there's some people inside the GOP who have seen the bill. Not that anyone would read the damn bill, but we'd like to see the bill. Now, what else is on that? Oh, yeah, I wake up today. Get up, I get up about 4 o'clock in the morning. I've been asleep and uh, for about four or five hours like I do every night. And I wake up and I'm thinking, all right, this is the day we've got uh, Jeff Sessions appearing before the Senate Intelligence Committee. We, uh, we could have a couple more interesting things happening. And I turn on CNN and there is Dennis Rodman. And Rodman is in Beijing, China, and everybody knew he was in Beijing, China, and he was getting ready to get on a plane to Pyongyang. And why is Rodman going to Pyongyang? Why is Dennis Rodman headed to North Korea? Well, there's only one reason, and it's money. Dennis Rodman seems to find a way to latch on to some sort of strange promotion whenever he needs money. And this time he's walking down the halls of the air, airport and he has a shirt on that says potcoin, potcoin.com. And I thought, okay, here's the sponsor. The last time I forget who it was, it was a company that put together a documentary on Dennis Rodman playing basketball the last time he was in North Korea. This time it's potcoin.com, which is known as the banking for the cannabis industry. Grow with us is their slogan. You get it? Grow with us. Potcoin, which I believe trades somewhere in the stock world under the symbol pot, P-O-T. Potcoin uh, say, says on their mission statement, that they are designed to empower, secure, and facilitate the legal cannabis community's transactions by creating a unique cryptocurrency for this thriving industry. They claim that Potcoin removes the need for cash transactions and encourages buying through consumer incentives. So it's another digital currency. They, they call this a community-based effort a decentralized autonomous organization that is made up of the Potcoin community members who determine their level of involvement, commitment, and development. Now, they, they are, these Potcoins are digital coins you can send via the internet. They claim there are advantages that Potcoins are transferred directly from person to person without going through a bank or a clearinghouse. That means the fees are lower, you can use them in every country, and your account can never be frozen. And this is based here in the USA. Well, I called my guy and said, well, tell me, 
tell me how you feel about things like Bitcoin and Eleutheria and Potcoin. And the first word out of my guy in the financial world word's mouth was, it's gambling. Gambling. It's straight up gambling. And I thought, really? And he goes, yeah, it's gambling. And you could win or lose pretty quickly. So uh, Dennis Rodman's in touch with these guys from Potcoin. Now I've started to check and say, all right, what do I need to know about Potcoin? Well, it's based in Las Vegas. So that seems to be in sync with what uh, my, my financial wizard friend came up with. Now, in terms of gambling, since last night, since just last night, Potcoin and its value has risen 77%. So it's well over a 50% spike, well over a three quarters, 750%. It's almost at a 100% spike and could be because as more people find out about it, people are going to jump in and uh, buy themselves a little bit of pot coin. So one pot coin right now is 17 and a half cents. So if you're a you know person who's got a little mad money to throw around, they maybe say, oh, okay, buy me $1,000 worth of pot coins. So now you've got almost 5,000 pot coins. And if Dennis Rodman brings enough attention to it, maybe that spikes and maybe it becomes a thing. But let's get back to Rodman. Just to, if you want to know more about Potcoin, you can go to potcoin.com. I will, uh, I'll tweet out a link to it. Rodman is probably one of two, maybe three people in the whole wide world who have Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un on their speed dial, on their phone. Probably, and, and maybe he's the only guy. Now, the State Department knows about Dennis Rodman's visit. The State Department is well aware of Rodman is over there. But I, I, he's not in any official capaci capacity. That, that was obviously uh, told to all of us by the State Department today. No, he's not doing anything official for us. He's just there. He's just Dennis being Dennis. And then the weird part happens where this guy, this American, whose last name is Warmbier, Otto Warmbier, and it's, it's spelled W-A-R-M-B-I-E-R. It's not like warm beer, but it's pronounced that way. Uh, he was released today. Here's a guy who did something dumb in North Korea, something you would never advise anyone to do when you're in a communist dictatorship run by a, a madman. He tried to walk off with a banner, you know, one of the political propaganda banners. He was sentenced to, I believe, it was 15 years hard labor. They probably actually moved him to a hard labor facility. And now we're hearing that he's been locked up for over a year, but he's been in a coma for a year. So I don't think Dennis Rodman had anything to do with this guy getting out. I think it's it's coincidental, but... The fact that he's been in a coma for over a year. This is not good for this guy, for his family, for anything. But weird that Dennis Rodman could be the guy who maybe saves the world from a nuclear North Korea. How bizarre would that be? And in a, in a kind of a 
twisted, comical, sick way, I would love for that to happen. Because then the Nobel Peace Prize would have to go to Dennis Rodman. You can't give it to Barack Obama for doing nothing. But if Dennis Rodman saves the world and and brings peace to the region and shuts down the nuclear ambitions of North Korea, you have to give him the Nobel Peace Prize. And while it would tick off Trump, it would make Barack Obama look even less significant. And can you imagine the ceremony? Can you imagine what it would look like with Dennis Rodman stepping up to accept his Nobel Peace Prize? And you know then he's going to wear the medallion, the medal that they give you. He's going to put it on a chain and wear it to every club he can get to. Interesting. I want to talk more about the release of Otto Warmbier because the um, Secretary of State, Rex Tillerson, is actually taking credit for it. Considering we don't have diplomatic relations with North Korea, that's a, that's a pretty big statement. But uh, well, I, this, this just happened earlier today. And uh, Tillerson is, is letting everybody know that it's, uh, it's a real deal now in terms of the kids' health. We'll have to find out. But we'll give you an update on it as soon as... As soon as we can. Uh, we are, as I said, about a, an hour and a half away, an hour and 45 minutes away from Jeff Sessions testifying before Congress. I also have a special announcement coming up today. Uh, we might have a phone call from a gentleman who just got back from North Korea, an American who was overseas. I saw a bunch of the pictures he took. Fascinating. I wonder why he was there and I want to know what he was up to and, and who he had to report to when he got back. Because I anticipate that there's something like that going on, too. Uh, And so I did say we have a big announcement at the top of the next hour. We may talk to this guy from North Korea. We're monitoring whatever's happening with the Jeff Sessions testimony, which I think will happen. There's news about Tiger Woods. And um, there's tattoo news that might have to wait till Dr. Jorge's here tomorrow. But there's some interesting stuff going on in the in the world of science. And we'll try and get to all of it today on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. I was just uh, checking up on something because Rand Paul is is talking about the health care bill 
as the president is meeting with a bunch of Republicans who are on the committee that's that's putting the Senate health care bill together. Rand Paul is saying it, the the new bill will have to greatly improve what the House delivered. So let, let's wait and see. Let's wait and see what happens. And um, Secretary of State Rex Tillerson actually did make a statement on the release of American student Otto Warmbier. Well, some of you may have seen a press release that was put out just before I arrived uh, announcing that at the president's direction, the Department of State has secured the release of Otto Warmbier from North Korea. He is on his way en route home to be reunited with his family. Um, We continue our discussions with the North Korean regime uh, regarding the release of the three other American citizens that have been detained. Uh, We have no comment on Mr. Warren Beer's condition out of respect to him and the family, uh, and that is the statement that was released. So we do know that Otto Warmbier did spend over a year in custody trying to serve out whatever sentence, the 15-year sentence, ridiculous sentence that the North Koreans slapped on him. And uh, reports are he's in a coma and has been in a coma for over a year, pretty much since he was locked up. So God only knows what happened to him. And... um, say a little prayer for Otto Warmbier. He might have done a really dumb thing, but I don't think he deserved what he got being put in likely a gulag or a hard labor camp. And we hear three other Americans. Could there be more? Yeah, there there may be a lot more. We're hearing all kinds of different numbers because you just don't know what's coming out of North Korea. One of our blaze stunt brainiacs here has... Um, sent me uh, a link to a friend of his who just got back. And if we get this guy on the phone, I'll try and give you an up-close-and-personal question uh, and answer from him about what's going on. A um, few other things to discuss. The, um, the Saudi arms deal. Remember when the president made the trip that had him all over uh, North Africa? He was in the Middle East, and then he... He went to Italy and then to Brussels and then back to Italy for the G7 meetings. And the first the first leg of the trip was to Saudi Arabia. And in that first leg of the trip, the president announced this gigantic arms deal, 110 million billion, I'm sorry, 110 billion dollars in sales to Saudi Arabia. It's a lot of money. Rand Paul has raised his hand saying, I want to talk about this. I want, to, I want to discuss why we're doing this. And it's not just because he's not a fan of, of Saudi Arabia. It's because of what's happening to some of the kids in the region. You know, we always hear everything out of the Democrats for the kids. Well, Rand Paul, Senator Rand Paul, also Dr. Rand Paul, worries greatly about the kids who are being starved to death. And he discussed the kids in Yemen who are the victims of the region's civil wars and the fact that there are millions of kids at risk to the point of being a biblical tragedy is how he discussed it earlier. When when we get back from the break, I want to play you what Senator Paul said. He's forcing a vote today 
Senator Rand Paul is going to force a vote today in the Senate on this topic to try and and get a vote to block the Soviets. It's happening at 225 on his resolution to oppose a portion of the proposed arms deal with Saudi Arabia. It's not just for opposing the sales to Saudi Arabia. It's also in support of our friends in Israel. Senator Paul has an op-ed piece out on this very fact, saying that if you choose Saudi Arabia and you sell Saudi Arabia arms, it also puts Israel at risk. We'll get to some of his comments just around the corner. But this is a big deal, and the vote is reportedly going to be very close, scheduled again for uh, 225 today, which is why I think Jeff Sessions' testimony and... And that hearing will not begin until after the Senate votes on the Saudi arms deal. We'll check it all out after the break. I'm Piero Pelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. Just took a look in on uh, the president who is having lunch with 13 GOP senators to discuss health care. Here's a little sneak peek at what he said as they were getting ready to uh, sit down to, I guess, a working lunch. The House has passed a bill and now. The Senate is working very, very hard, and specifically the folks in this room, and I really appreciate what you're doing, to come out with a bill that's going to be a phenomenal bill for the people of our country. Generous, kind, with heart. That's what I'm saying. And that may be adding additional money into it. I'm going to come out with a real bill, not Obamacare. And the results are going to be fantastic, and hopefully it'll be announced at the appropriate time, and everyone's going to be happy. Well, I there I can guarantee you there's going to be about 48 people who won't be happy, maybe 47, because I think Joe Manchin of West Virginia might go along to get along because he's in a red state, and he faces a pretty serious challenge in 2018 to keep his Senate seat so it's going to be a tough haul. That's that's part of the problem. Um, Donald Trump admitted that that making this deal was going to be difficult because you won't get one Democratic vote. But by contrast, Republicans in Congress, uh, as hard as they're working, you have the Democrats on the other side who truly have become obstructionists, even their even their uh, new motto, resist. And I guess it's a pretty accurate motto. Every time I see it, I say, that's right. That does represent the Democrats. called resist. And it's very unfortunate. And I actually said, if we came up with the greatest health care plan or tax cut, because we're coming out with massive tax cut and tax reform, but if we came up with the greatest health care or tax cut ever 
in our country's history, we wouldn't get one Democrat vote. It's obstruction. I think he's right. I think he's right. This president has done one thing, and that is unite the Democrats. They won't, unless Manchin is the only one who defects. But they're they're holding pretty tight, as evidenced by Chuck Schumer and his leadership in the Senate. It's going to be a difficult haul no matter what. And by the way, yesterday we discussed on this very show, we discussed the the possibility, the potential of a Puerto Rican statehood. And just remember, that would mean two more senators probably going to be leaning Democrat from the island of Puerto Rico. And it could be as many as uh, five new House seats. So that would change things considerably, wouldn't it? Uh, It could make the balance of power shift from the GOP with their razor-thin margin in the Senate. So it's not going to happen overnight. Just remember that. It's not happening overnight. And it is Congress that decides. When we went away, we were talking about Rand Paul. Senator Rand Paul, who is forcing a vote on the Saudi arms deal, or at least a portion of the Saudi arms deal, Rand Paul does not want us to just immediately jump in and sell the Saudis a bunch of arms. And he made a pretty strong case today, just just moments earlier before we went on the air, Rand Paul was in the Senate speechifying, and he talked about all of the kids in Yemen who were starving to death. And can you think of a worse death? starving to death on a world that has so much food and and just there is water not far from Yemen and full of food full of of vital sources of food protein and yet we have kids who are at risk here's Rand Paul and I think he makes some incredible points here the question is should we give money or arms to Saudi Arabia at all What has Saudi Arabia done over the last 30 years? They have been the number one exporter of jihadist philosophy, the number one exporter of let's hate America, let's hate Judeo-Christian ethic, let's hate the Judeo-Christian tradition. It's coming from Saudi Arabia. They teach it in the schools in our country. They teach it in the schools in Indonesia. They corrupt the religion of Islam throughout the world. And we're going to give them weapons? Powerful statements, no? And then Rand Paul shows what happens if we do agree, if we do say, yeah, let's sell, let's sell some more uh, arms to the Saudis. I think it's a huge, huge mistake. If you say, well, I doubt that, there's no way they're that bad. Don't they share with us intelligence? Don't they help us in the war on terror? Yes, every time they help us, they hurt us twofold worse. I'll give you an example. Direct from Hillary Clinton, when she's writing honestly and not talking to the public, she sends an email to John Podesta. This is one that was leaked through WikiLeaks. Hillary Clinton writing to John Podesta. She says, we must put pressure on Saudi Arabia and Qatar because they're supplying logistical and financial support to ISIL. ISIS, the group we're in the Middle East fighting again, Saudi Arabia was supplying them, according to Hillary Clinton, not indirectly, but directly. 
Does this not sound like the Fast and the Furious program on a much bigger and much more troubling scale? So the Obama administration was doing it in Mexico, south of the border, while Hillary Clinton, his secretary of state, acknowledged it, acknowledged it with the Saudis supporting ISIL. Rand Paul makes a couple more really solid points here. Who in their right mind would give money, arms, or share our technology with a country that's been supporting ISIS? Who would do that? Who would think that that's a good idea? And yet they'll come here and they'll say it's about Iran and we have to combat Iran everywhere. Guess what? This may make the situation with Iran worse. What do you think Iran thinks when Saudi Arabia gets weapons? They think to themselves, well, if the Saudis are getting more, we need more. What do you think Israel thinks? If the Saudis get more, we need more. Ever heard of an arms race? That's what this is. We are fueling an arms race in the, in the Middle East. East. Every side wants more. This is a very key point. And it's something that we need to consider and debate. We just can't show up in Saudi Arabia and sign a deal. Yes, it'd be good for American military manufacturing, but I think we need to make sure that the Senate has its hands on this because it does relate to funding and fueling wars around the world. And especially as Senator Paul pointed out, this, this is about those kids, millions of kids in Yemen. Yemen. Yemen is a crap hole on the planet. Let's not kid ourselves. And you know what? Terror and fueling this war is never going to help Yemen get itself out of that. So this is something to watch today. While the rest of the world is paying attention to the grilling of the attorney general on his relationship with the president, his meetings with the Russians, the discussions of why and how Jim Comey was fired. Oh, I forgot. I'm not supposed to say Jim Comey. I'm supposed to say James Comey. Months ago, everybody was saying Jim Comey. Now it became James, and I'm rude if I don't say James. It's Comey, the former FBI director. But while the whole world is watching this, in an hour and 15 minutes or whatever time it's going to be, Rand Paul is going to force a vote on the Senate on the arms deal. And I'm, I'm hoping we can at least get some of the details on that. I'm hoping we can get some of the information about it. Very interesting. Stepping away from the politics when we get back, I need to talk about, well, it's kind of like network television politics, isn't it? The Alex Jones story. I posted a vital question on Twitter earlier today, and I'd love to know what you think about it. I posted a very important vital question on Twitter relating to the Alex Jones story. There is a loud call for NBC to pull it. What say you? Currently, 84% of you say NBC should air it. 11% of you say pull the interview and 5% cannot make up your minds. I want to talk about this because a major sponsor has weighed in and made a statement about the Alex Jones interview. Where do you stand on it? 888 Should NBC pull the Megyn Kelly Alex Jones interview? 
What do you think? We'll discuss next on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. The phone number 888-900-3393-888-900-3393. Lisa in Florida is on the phone wanting to talk about Mr. Trump and the Democrats. Welcome to the program, Lisa. Just wondering, he's been in office now for five, since whenever. Uh, five months, maybe. How do you think Donald Trump now views the Democrats? Because he used to be a Democrat. I mean, that's all that they're doing. I, that's a really interesting question. And yeah, Donald Trump was a registered Democrat for many, many years. And, uh, you know, he he still to some exhibits some tendencies of that party. And I think there are many in the party, like Chuck Schumer, who would like to woo him back. But uh, right now, Chuck has to become his enemy. I wonder if there are any Democrats in, in the House or the Senate who've actually made an impression on the president that isn't negative. Because they're pretty united right now, Lisa. And I think that's the, the, the thing that would prevent him from aligning with any one of them. They have held their base together. But don't you think that what I'm seeing him going, is this pushing him to do more of what the Republicans want and hopefully more the conservatives because he's cheesed off with what the Democrats are doing to him? Yeah, that's a really good point that if there was any hope, and, and this is where I think the Democrats are screwing up. Uh, the Democrats had a chance, I thought, to maybe do a little charm offensive, but they chose not to. They chose to go totally against no, everything the president came out with, no matter what it was. And they united as a, as a party behind the fact that Hillary was wronged. And things like the Chuck Schumer parody of yesterday's cabinet meeting, I think it's, it's perceived as mean by the general population. Yeah, there'll be some Democrats who think it's great, but the fact that the Democrats as a whole don't respect the the man in the White House and they don't respect the office of the president right now, the way they're treating it. I think that could be a backlash against him. And I think if they actually hoped to get some sort of connection to President Trump, I think they missed the opportunity. I think they totally screwed up. Yeah, I agree. I'm hoping that they can push just a little harder and Mitch McConnell can actually get together and, and Paul Ryan and get them to get something going. It just, I'm, I'm, I would love to be a fly on the wall though, because I I bet he's, I, I would, I would assume that he was very hurt and very disenfranchised by them. By, by who? By Paul Ryan and uh, Mitch McConnell? No, by the Democrats and what they're doing. I would assume Trump feels very disenfranchised by them now. 
and that's, same with his family, who were who are still registered Democrats, I believe. Well, I think they all shifted in in the run up to the election. There were some discussions of whether or not Ivanka had changed. A lot of them hadn't registered in time to vote. That was the other thing, is that I think it was at least two of the four kids who are of voting age did not register in time, and that causes a problem. That's an embarrassment when your kids aren't able to vote for you. But we'll yeah. see. We'll keep. I'll bet you they're registered for midterms. <laughs> Anybody want to yes, guess on that one? <laughs> well, I appreciate it very much. Thank you. And keep up the good work. I love all. I love all of your shows. I listen to you actually twice a day. I miss you part in the morning, and I figure finish picking it up in the evening. Oh, you're very kind. Thank you so much. We appreciate you, Lisa, in Florida. Take care. God bless. Uh, I didn't get to my discussion of of um, that jack wagon, Alex Jones. I will get to that. And if you're an Alex Jones fan and you take exception to my lack of appreciation for your guy, I'm sorry, but you're welcome to call in and tell me where I'm wrong. But I think he's... I think he's crazy and dangerous and rude and so many things. But I also don't want his program, his interview with Megyn Kelly pulled. I'll tell you why. We'll get into that. But just around the corner, uh, our friend Scotty Nell Hughes is going to be joining us. I think she might have some kind of an announcement to make or some kind of hint that there might be an announcement to make. And We'll get to that after the news here on Pure Opelka. Come on back. Opelka. With Michael Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network.